This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Pelican Built Tough. For all situations, go to pelican.com. Yak Gadget. For all your fine kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. Eastport Marina on the beautiful shores of Dale Hollow Lake. For all your lodging, kayaking, and fishing needs, go to eastport.info. Now let's get this show started. Welcome back to the Bass Fishing for Noobs here on the Paddle and Fin Network couple of different hosts in the house tonight you got the og brian schiller and my man jimmy skinner uh sean lavery is on vacation he'll be back he'll be back so you you guys only have to suffer through like maybe this show and one more with us but i don't know we might just take over everybody can just suffer we'll run this show straight into the ground yeah no let's not do that yeah. <laughs> Sean does a great job. He's uh he's out of town uh for a couple of different things. I think he had like two trips he was doing, right? Yeah, I can't remember if they were with each other or if it was like back-to-back trips, but I know he's he's doing something fun for an extended period of time, so good for him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we get to do something fun next week, so no complaints. Here. It's going to be fun, but I feel like I'm going to need the week off afterwards. Like, it's a it's a it's a grind dude it's a grind we'll be uh well it's already a be... grind and we're we're adding to it <laughs> yeah right 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 me and jimmy will be down at icast so uh be on the lookout we'll have some uh shows popping up from down there um uh, both live on the facebook and the youtube channel but uh we'll also upload those to the podcast platforms for you guys that uh just listen on the podcast so not uh trying to take away from you guys by doing that but it'll be a lot of fun 
tonight's show, we're going to talk about stick baits. Uh, this is something Sean wanted us to cover while he was out. So uh, stick baits, Senkos, uh, wacky rigs. Like we're going to talk about different styles and stuff. Um, you know, it's been referred to as many different things, but, uh, I think when I was thinking about it today, I think it's a, one of the most versatile baits out there. Wouldn't you agree with that? Oh yeah. It's, you know, you can take a pack of Senkos or, you know, yum dingers or whatnot. And I mean, you depending on conditions and stuff, of course, but it's a great way to have multiple options if you're trying to do like, oh, especially kayak fishing, like lightweight, you know, not a lot of gear. You can sure. carry three or four different hooks and maybe two colors of Senkos and you can, you can, and you can power, like a lot of people think Senkos are <coughs> slow, finesse You can power fish them. Like, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I know this and someone will probably try and correct me, but I'm almost positive that this is fact because I want to say I got it off of, from a credible source was that the Cinco is actually developed as a soft plastic jerk bait. Yes, I believe you are correct on that. Yeah. And if you want to see what I'm talking about, as far as that goes, Texas rig one weightless and play with it like you would a fluke. And it moves just like that. Yep. It'll, it'll surface dart. It'll submerge dart. And it's a fake. I've caught fish doing it like that. Like it, 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 it works. That's almost the only way I fish a Senko for the most part. Like I very rarely wacky rig it. Um, I'm mainly weightless Texas rig, two three twitches, let it pause, sink, two three twitches, pause, let it sink. But we'll get into that. L- let's start yeah. with the actual baits themselves. Like, what's some of your favorite stick baits that you use? Well, for sure, just the original. Um, Jimmy's I, pulling stuff off his wall for those listening. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I'm one of the firm believers that it's hard to beat just the Yamamoto Senko. Uh, it's kind of the OG. Uh, so I use for, for any of our YouTube people, you know, that's a, that's a five inch. I usually stick to the four or five and seven inch. Um, it's just a time of year thing for size in the spring. I like to throw the big seven inch ones. Uh, I don't even know if there's, I don't know. I just feel like they're just biting so much better in the spring that it's going to weed out some smaller fish, but there's a big, this one's actually a Bass Pro Shop sticko, but sure. you know, so, but if, if I narrowed it down, I'd say I use the Cinco's, but you know, they're expensive, almost $7 a pack, most places and they're full of salt. So they tear up. Um, Do you know young, what kind of salt they use that makes I actually so don't. It's popcorn salt. No kidding. Yeah. Like salt That's you awesome. put on your popcorn at the movies. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I've always yeah, wondered uh, if they're just using like a sea salt that they've ground differently or no, that's cool. No. Yeah. Somebody, uh, uh, Matt Gibson recently told me that he's like, you know what they, what makes them so special? And I was like, what? He's like, they use popcorn salt. And I was like, get the hell out of here. You know, that's like, awesome. I, I thought he was full of crap, but it's actually true. But you know, they're, they're probably, you know, the pioneer of the stick bait, right? I think that's unarguable. Like, and because they are soft and they tear up like that, like, I just recently had a conversation with somebody like the action of that compared to like a d- yum dinger or a, a Bass Pro Shop Senko, it, 
is slightly different. Like they have a different fall rate, which sometimes could play a role. Do you agree, disagree with that? Oh yeah. No, if, if anybody that's listening to this is like, you know, gear junkie and actually takes the time to like look at differences between baits, fill your sink up or, you know, clear toad or your swimming pool and time as many of them as you can find up the same way and just watch the difference. The Cinco just has this different, the fall rate and the way it wiggles, like, like for instance, on like a wacky rig, yeah. the way it moves when it sinks versus like, uh, and this isn't calling them any of the brands out, but uh, the, they call it, what is the K, the Strike King one, the Ocho? Yeah. Yeah, the Ocho. Yeah. yeah. The, the Ocho doesn't seem to wiggle as much, but mm-hmm. it's a lot tougher and it'll take a beating. Sure. Um, most, I mean, most Strike King plastics are like that. You know, that's one of the baits you got to make sure you got the tip of the hook exposed. Um, the, the Cinco is the best, obviously. I think that probably in my opinion, the closest one I've used to it would be the Yumdingers. Um, yeah. and I only base that off of success with the bait. Sure. Uh, but yeah, they, they all have the little differences. And then at the same time, you got to keep in mind sometimes like, like, I'll go to Gunnersville and can only catch them on the Cinco. Cause I usually carry like, I carry two colors, one size, and I'll carry two brands. One that, you know, Cinco, sure. one that doesn't move as much. And, uh, and I've been out on Gunnersville one, one weekend and the Cinco kill it. And then the next weekend, you know, an Ocho or a Dinger or a Sticko. Cause the Stickos, the Stickos are pretty thick. Yeah. You know, they're, they're real tough. Uh, but they're, they're great baits and you can bulk buy them for cheap. I think you can get in the f- uh, five inch. I think you can get 30 for like seven bucks or eight. Bucks. Yeah, it's it's dirt cheap. And I saw um, recently Yamamoto's selling 50 packs now. And they only do cool. that through their website. They yep. are not doing that as a tackle warehouse thing. And the pro- you actually do get a price break. Um, mm-hmm. Some people, when the companies do that, the price breaks like whatever but there's actually i think it come down to basically like getting a pack or a pack and a half free or something like that well they only do it on a (laughs) limited number of colors too i believe yeah and it's the you know they have i think 127 colors of the you know original synchos which is crazy dude (laughs) yeah they're trying to be like zoom sure uh but i think they only offer four or five colors in the bulk buy which is green pumpkin black black and blue I think a watermelon red, yeah, black, and actually that may be the only four. Yeah, it's like the most basic colors out there. Which that's all I use with Cinco's. Like you saw the whites here, the the white one I held up. That's for like bed fishing. Sure, if you need to see it. Yep. Um, but I mean, we can get into like color stuff later. But what what are yeah. your, your like favorite stick baits, dude? I use I use mostly Yamamoto. Um, and I do have, uh, some of the Bass Pro ones, um, just cause somebody was, had, had told me at one point, like, oh dude, like the Bass Pros are so much cheaper, you know, you should fish those they are exactly the same. And I toyed around with them and, you know, I found the same exact thing that you were talking about. Like as far as action goes, like the Bass Pros don't wiggle as much, mm-hmm. um, and they sink a little faster. So like if they don't if the fish don't want that extra movement, which is sometimes like a trigger for them, um, you know, I'll throw the Bass Pro. Um, if not, I'm you know, ninety-five percent of the time I'm throwing a Yamamoto. 
But you know, I've I've played with quite a few, you know, the yum oh, yeah. dingers. I got some of those. Um I got some of the six cents ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I was getting the six cents box for a while. Uh those are actually pretty decent and they're pretty vibrant as far as movement goes, um, but still pretty durable. Um, so I, I kind of dig those. Um, but you can't find those on a shelf anywhere, and usually you know, I'm one of those guys like, I'm like, oh crap, I just ran out. So I'm going to run to the local Cabela's Bass Pro, whatever, yeah. uh, Dick Sporting Goods. Um, but I'm pretty basic with colors too. Um, it's either green pumpkin, black, blue flake, or springtime. I don't know what it is about this color, but uh, Yamamoto makes it and it's called Gobi. And springtime around the spawn, fish just eat it. And then it seems like after that, it's hard to buy a bite. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but I, um, I think I just do blue, black, blue flick, green pumpkin, black flick. Um, every now and then I'll throw a bubble gum one. Mm, and when I throw mm-hmm. a bubble gum one, I throw it on a wacky sure. rig and I keep it on the surface. I just keep just like pulsing it off the top. Bubblegum's kind of like that pink-purple type deal, right? Yeah, it's just like hot pink. Yeah. Oh, just straight hot pink. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what it is, man. Like, I know a lot of guys that have had great success with the the hot pinks and stuff like that. Like, Dustin Nichols is one of those guys. He throws that all the time. And, like, I'm just like, if I was a fish, I wouldn't eat this. Like, that's the way I think. But I know sometimes, like, it triggers bites, man, and it's like the only way to go. Where where I was like raised up fishing, you know, you always kept a pink trick worm, and I, okay. I still got them like right there. Sure. And that it's just one of those things. When the bite was tough, we'd break out the pink trick worm, you know, floating worm, and I got away from it. And then, doo doo Dustin Nichols, he's actually the one that got me back on it, you know, yeah. with a pink a pink fluke, mm-hmm. and that got me. Like I had a trip to the tackle store. All I bought was pink stuff. I bought pink chatterbaits, <laughs> pink flukes, and pink cinco's, and oh, and the pink trick worms. Yeah, I mean, if we're talking like trick worms, like the zoom trick worms, I use those a lot on a shaky head. Yeah, I mean shaky heads, I play with a lot, and I just recently did that uh, podcast with Sean here, talking about the shaky head. I mean, I think we went some doubt on that, but you know, as far as like finesse worm, uh, Zoom's one of my favorites. Yeah, I don't think anybody's trick worms or finesse yeah. worm is. I've got high hopes for one. I just picked up a Zoom or not as a Z Man, and just I have high hopes for it just because of their last tech. But okay, yeah, yeah, and the floating aspect of it. Speaking of that, that's another. They make stick baits. Uh, yeah. I cannot yeah, remember uh, what they call that one. Uh, the big TRD or uh, the Zinker. The Zinker. The yeah, zinkers? yeah, yeah. The Zinkers. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a really, really cool one if you're trying to do the top water dancing with them just because it already floats. So, because the Elastec holds it up. Yeah. Um, and then it's really cool on a Nico rig, which again, we'll get into rigging in a minute, but that's a, that's a great one on a Nico rig. Yeah. I've never thought about doing that. I know I got like two packages of those down in the garage somewhere, but, uh, 
Yeah, I've never really used the Z-Man because, like I said, a lot of times when I'm fishing a Senko, it's that weightless Texas rig, you know, or, um, you know, doing the, uh, uh, not the Ned rig. You just mentioned it. Shaky uh, hip? No. Uh, with the Nico nail rig. weight in it. Nico yeah, rig. Yeah, Nico rig. Um, you know, a lot of times I'm using Senkos for that, but I never thought about using that zinker for the nico because that'd be huge because that bait the key to that bait is it standing up so i mean i guess that's a good transition point right like let's get yeah. into the different types of like rigging of these um should have grabbed a hook but yeah so uh since this is the noob show well you can hit everybody's i always if you're new to bass fishing you can never go wrong with a texas rig and sure. i would further a lot of people just say a texas rigged worm and everybody grabs like an old ribbon tail right, uh, right or right. speed worm which is another great bait but i think just because of the versatility of a of a stick bait that'd be a great you're getting into bass fishing what should i try <laughs> pack a Cinco what, and texas yeah. rig you know that's what i recommend to everybody it's like you almost can't fish it wrong you know what I mean? You really can't. And uh, like like you mentioned at the beginning of the show, like. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV. Three bags of Senkos, maybe two, three different style hooks, maybe some weights, you know? Yeah, and go have fun. Yeah. Absolutely. You, you mentioned weightless Texas rig. So when I do weightless Texas rig, I like to use a Yamamoto Senko for the reasons we said. You can uh, you can use it like a soft plastic jerk bait and twitch. You can do uh, the like jig and hopping method or mm-hmm. the pause method like you're talking about. Yep. The, but the Senko is my go-to with that. When you go to a weighted Texas rig, which is honestly probably my preferred way to fish it when it's Texas rigged, is uh like i use like a 316 ounce out 316 ounce tungsten weight and i'll use a four aught uh, <coughs> round bend hook mm-hmm. and i will use the dingers or the stickos or one of the ones that doesn't move as much because sure. when i'm texas rigged i don't really skip it it's just like a slow drag and a lot of just sitting yeah. um and I, that seems to work a bunch uh, trying to think if there's anything else I've done with them with texture streak. But I think that's, I mean, that's about it. Weighted and weightless, you know, keep it on top, yeah. keep it on the bottom. I typically use either a three out or a four out, uh, offset, you know, yeah. straight hook. And, uh, when I'm Texas rigging and I'll use that same hook. Like if I'm pegging it, like putting a weight on there pegged, do you typically peg your weight or are you just kind of letting it free float on the line? Depends where I'm at. Um, if there's a lot of like grass and uh, 
you know, just stuff on the bottom brush, I'll peg it. Yeah. But if I'm on like a hard bottom, rocky bottom, or in, you know, like a creek or moving current, I like to let the weight be loose. Just do whatever it wants. I mean, you're going to, you're going to get under some rocks occasionally. Sure. But I don't know. I've just, I've watched it go by me sometimes. Like if you're in good current and if that weight gets out ahead of the, the hook just a little bit, instead of it just coming by you with a little bit of a tail dance, I mean, it's darting trying to follow where the weight's going in the current and uh, which little plug that's uh, the, Oh crap. I can't remember the name of the company. Wicked weights. Yeah, yeah. That is uh, why I love their tomahawk tungsten weights. Sure. It's kind of like flat instead of cone shape. It's it's flat and triangular and great on a non-peg Texas rig and current because it just, it, it kind of acts like a, uh, what do they call those? I always call them wanderers, but they're, uh, it's kind of like a scrounger. Not with the bill, okay. but the little scrounge head weights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a ball head almost. Yeah. And it, it does. It'll throw that thing in there if there's any kind of current and it will not just fall. It'll flutter or walk. Sure. Great with a Senko. Yeah. And I look, I'm kind of the same as you as far as pegging and not pegging. And I want to throw out there too, like, uh, you know, in the same rig, sometimes like, uh, you know, with the, with the weight, if a stick bait, isn't working or you need more action out of that bait like throw a craw on there or a, a creature bait it's same hook same weight same setup just a different bag of plastics you know like one of my favorites is the berkeley chigger craw and i just started trying those dude i'll i'll texas rig it with that offset hook have the weight on there especially in a rocky situation like you were talking about and that weight i usually let free float so like that craw is back behind the weight but the weight is dinging on the rocks so it's getting the fish's attention and then they're seeing this craw kind of come floating back behind and sometimes it's got that slow flutter with the claws i mean that's that's a huge thing i know we're getting away from stick baits but you know a lot of these rigs with the stick baits transfer over into fishing other baits too and again you know being on the noob show talking about it that's great for any of you guys just getting into it and it's actually surprising how many people i hear about that don't throw stick baits so if you're already throwing texas rig and you like throwing big worms or you're throwing big craws or or just craws in general just take it off and try the stick bait out there's tons of time i've already had the experience a few times this year where like one weekend the bite was on the big profile like a craw Yep. Or a yep. jig. And then the next weekend, you know, a couple hours into the day, I'm not even getting looked at with it. And you, you know, I mean, this time of the year, fishing deep, I'm throwing a big worm. But if you're up shallow in the mornings, throw the Cinco in there or the, or the stick bait, man. I, I refer to all stick baits as Cinco's. Sure. Guilty. I don't yeah, actually yeah. mean you got to use the Cinco's, folks. I'm sorry. Right. 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 <laughs> I, I do the same thing. I do the same thing. But, you know, it's one of those things, right? Do the fish want a snack or a meal? Right. Right. So if they want a snack, I'd lean more towards or that bite is a little more finicky, a little bit more finessey. I'd lean to a stick bait if they're like just chomping and they want a bigger meal. You know, that's when you go to like the crawfish pattern, things like that. But um, definitely transfers over. So we covered weightless Texas rig. Um, 
let's go over to uh wacky rig yeah that's probably as far as stick baits i usually have one tied on all year and it's another one of those there's so many ways to do it so many different hooks you know you can throw it in grass on like a, a uh i'm trying to remember what you know a uh, gumakatsu's is called it's like the wicked wacky hook sure and uh it's just a it's almost like an octopus round bend hook it's very close looking to that but it's got yeah. two big weed guard wires on it that's great if you want to throw a wacky rig in grass and for for anybody that doesn't know you know, we're here talking about wacky rigs so if you're taking the stick bait for all you two people and you're holding it horizontal they all have that that spot in the middle of the body or a little towards the four that doesn't have the ribs or ridges on it. And some like this one from one five three, he's got the little hook pocket in it. And you basically take whatever the wacky rig hook is, which we'll get into some more of them in a second. And you put it with the hook facing opposite direction of the, the wacky rig. So you can go straight through the body and you know, most of them like this one is very, very, the, the neutral point of the body is very front heavy. So there's 60% of the bait past it, and, you know, 40% right. before it. And when you put that on a wacky rig, it just changes how it falls. It won't fall flat and flutter. It'll fall nose or tail heavy. Um, you can go straight through if you're using, especially Ocho's. If you're using Ocho's, Sticko's, the thick ones the, mm -hmm. that are really durable, you can go straight through the body on them and you can catch a bunch of fish on them um, before you tear a bait up. I mean, occasionally, you know, they're going to throw it or whatever. But when it comes to Senkos or any of the companies using a lot of salt, real soft, the ones that have the best movement, mm -hmm. um, that's when you start looking into things like O-rings or VMC bands or uh, a thing I've been seeing a lot of folks do now is heat shrink. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah which that's a that's a cool way that I just recently learned about that I want to try. So, you know, O-rings, check it out. Maybe we can get some, we'll do some little short videos to pop up on YouTube for some of this stuff. But look up O-ring tools, you slide the bait in, slide a couple O-rings down, cross them, and you put the hook under the rings and not through the bait. With a Senko, it lasts, I mean... I, I, I want to, like, pause you there because, like, a lot of people... I've seen it and you said something key there. Cause I do the same thing as using two O rings on the bait and crossing them. So there's an X yep. and then you kind of just skin hook that worm right into that crevice of the X where the two rings cross it saves you a lot of stick baits where I've seen a lot of people just put one ring on and they'll, kind of skin hook through that one ring and a lot of times uh the fish is going to hit it it's going to slide up your line or knock it off that one ring plus with the one ring it it makes your hook um face horizontal. in line with the yeah it goes in line with the bait which bait. is we'll get into is technically nico yeah Whereas with the cross, that hook faces up. So usually when the fish comes and hits it, they'll hit it right in the center of the worm because of the way it's fluttering through the water. So with that hook facing up, um, you're more likely to get a better hook set versus 
horizontal in one ring. So right. sorry, I just wanted to explain that a little bit. No, 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 more no. Depth yeah. Because I and think it, that's a, a key a lot of people miss or haven't heard about. Right. And for, you know, I, I strongly suggest everybody look it up. There's a billion videos. Um, figuring out how to get them to cross can be challenging, especially if you're teaching yourself how to do it on a Cinco, because if you're using, I like to use tight bands or tight O-rings. Sure. Um, which a downfall of tight O-rings on a softer stick bait, you can cast it in half because of all the pressure of the band. But if you're really gentle, like if you're not using it skipping and you're just tossing, it'll last most of the day. Uh, I mean, I, I had one, I think I got 10 or 12 fish out of it, which is like, that never happens for me with a Cinco. Sure. sure like, sure, sure. like ever. And uh, yeah, it was beat up when it finally came off. But um. But yeah, figuring out how to cross, try it on a tough bait, you know, get an Ocho and, you know, work on doing the crossed O-rings. Um, and like you said, you can skin hook it. I don't even skin hook it. I go straight through the bottom, you know, and clear between the bands and the, the, the worm. And I don't, I mean, there's not really a reason. It's just kind of how I do it. Sure. Um, the, the VMC bands, I haven't got to use them. Uh, Dan Perry, tells me that they're great. I mean, they're expensive, but uh, for I, anybody that hasn't seen that, it's just a basically a silicone band that has uh, an area in the top with holes facing both directions so that you can, you, you have to buy their special pliers, but it, you put the band over the pliers, squeeze the pliers, they stretch, slide the stick bait in, let go. And it's basically doing the same thing the O-ring is, but it has got, you know, pre-made holes for your hooks to slide through and you never put your hooks in the bait. And typically, like, even if you blow the Senko, you get the band back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, that's something new. Like, I think that's only been out for two, Co- maybe, three a couple years. years. Yeah, and, uh... I had but seen it... them before, like, I don't know if it's whoever came up with it. I had seen some guys doing it with, like, needle-nose pliers. Sure. And silicone, um like drain line from like, I don't even remember what, but you can buy it. It's like three H drain line or quarter mm-hmm. drain line from like home Depot. Sure. And I'd seen guys using that. And then I saw VMC, you know, more recently has a kit now, which is really cool. It's just the things like 17 to 20 bucks for the pliers. It comes with a few bands. Mm-hmm. And then I think it's like $10 for a set of bands, something like that. Yeah, it, it'll definitely save your worm and get a little bit more longevity out of it for sure. And that's that's the key to that, right? That and the, the double O-ring, in, in my opinion. Right. Plus setting that hook straight so you can get a uh, little bit better hook sets for sure. Oh, yeah. The, the, that, the hook angle is probably more important than anything. But if you are getting into, like, you, you get into this and you decide that the Yamamoto's are the way you want to go, you might as well do everything you can to save money on the back end. If you're already spending $7 per pack, you might as well go ahead and buy the V bands. Sure. Or cause they, I mean, I think they'll, they're going to be better than the O rings, obviously. Um, and I don't know you, I, I do think you'll get your bands back. So the bands should last. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the only other thing that we didn't really touch, touch on with it was the, the heat shrink. I don't have a lot of info on that. I've seen a couple guys do it. You just go get a bunch of heat shrink from a hardware store, take a pocket, like a little pocket lighter with you. And you just 
cut them in little strips, slide it over the worm, heat it up enough to shrink down to the worm, stick your hook straight through everything. Yeah. You're good to go. And if I want to try it, if, if it lasts to hell with that VMC pliers kit, just do that because yeah. shrink wrap is not expensive. <laughs> no, no, it's fairly, fairly cheap. Um, you, you mentioned hooks. So you're using kind of like an octopus circle hook when you're wacky rigging. Uh, it depends. Like I'm using, I've got my, my weedless ones now are owners and I cannot okay. remember what they call them, but I think they're one ought. Sure. Uh, um, but when I'm fishing it in an open area where I don't need weed guards, I go down to like a number one. Uh, I can't remember what it they call it, but it's a, it's a, a gamakatsu. But it you can you could drop shot with it or you can wacky rig with it, and it, it's smaller. But I have not had. I mean, a, a stick bait's not a bait that fish typically are mouthing. They usually sure. just eat it. So yeah, you know. Uh, gamakatsu hooks are sharp so they eat it they got the hook so right you know that i don't feel like the size thing i mean every time somebody thinks gets you know talking to me about the hook size being too small you've obviously never held a fly in your hand like a hand tied (laughs) fly fishing fly them hooks are so tiny and they catch mondo trouts on those things so (laughs) don't tell me that hook's too small Dude, like anytime I tie flies and when I'm going out west to Colorado, it's like size 20, size 24, which is like so minuscule. And I have to use a magnifying glass when I tie them just because they're so tiny. But like those little things, man, will poke you. It'll look like you like walked out of the doctor's office and got poked by 20 needles, you know. Um, and it gets in there, man, because it like I got one stuck in my finger. Like, oh, yeah. And it, it like doesn't go in really deep to where like you're you're in pain. But sure. if you've got calloused up hands, it just like buries all up in there and you're not oh, getting yeah. it out without just yanking it off. Like no, <laughs> they get no, in there. No, no. no, I'm I'm kinda kinda similar. I use the Gamagatsu circle hooks sometimes. Um I will use those owner weedless ones. Um but if I'm in more open areas, I'm using that VMC Nico hook. I want to try that one. Uh, and and I use that for drop shotting. I use it for uh Nico rig. Like it's it's just a good all around hook. It's got a little longer straight shaft on it. Um, whereas like an octopus hook is almost it's basically a circle hook. Um yeah, continuous. You know, so it's just a big round hoop. Um the reason I like it is it it just seems like I get a better hookup ratio um with that straighter uh shaft in the hook versus versus a round circle hook and that's just me personally and, and it's probably one of those things that it's just you know one of those weird things that i feel like i get better hookups with it versus the other i definitely can agree to my thought behind it's the same because of the the owner wacky one has a very straight shank before its mm-hmm. curve Sure, and I've lost a bunch of fish on that, but their weed guards are so much better than everybody else's. It's on the on the wacky rigs. Agree. You know, uh, the gamakatsu ones. You know, the it's got a it's like a hand tied plastic wire that goes down. You hook under your barb, and it comes back up. I mean, the first time I bump something, that thing pops open. They're they're not sturdy. Uh, so it's just like one of those things. If you're fishing somewhere thick enough that you got to have that weed guard, 
you got to realize that, you know, maybe that, that VMC hook just doesn't hook as many, or at least for me, it doesn't. I, I definitely have a way higher hookup ratio on more of a round hook or okay. a circle hook. Teach their own, my man. Teach their own. Exactly. Uh, but it, you know, it's, it's all going to be a personal preference thing. Guys, gals listening, like, Try a few different ones. Hooks are relatively inexpensive, especially when you're talking about like wacky rig, Texas rig. Like it, it's good to have a variety of those types of hooks laying around. Um, so you can be versatile in, in the way you rig these things and, and play with them and see what you like. You know, you're, you're going to ask me, you're going to ask Jimmy, you'll ask Sean, you'll ask every other guy on Paddle and Finn, and you're probably going to get 10 different answers. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's it's just one of those things like you're gonna have to play around, figure out a brand you like, a style you like. Um, you know, there's no right or wrong to uh, brand wise on these hooks. And I think the one thing we forgot to mention before we move off a of wacky rig is now you got some of these weighted wacky rig hooks. Yeah, uh, like you mentioned, um, uh, uh, the tungsten company with the tomahawk. Wicked weights. Wicked weights. Uh, yes. They they have a weighted wacky rig hook that I like using. So, if you want to get down to some of those deeper depths, like uh, that's a good option too. It's just kind of got like a mushroom weight up towards um, the tie of the hook, and uh, it it'll get you down a little bit deeper and into the mix a little bit more. Yeah, owner owner makes a good one that's still relatively small. Okay, um, and it's. I've used it. It's like you said, it's like mushroom shape, but it's got a squared bottom, kind of like a sh- some of the shaky heads do. Sure. And sure, sure, sure. I think it's great to throw if if you feel like, or you're in a situation where stick baits the deal, but you got a lot of wind or a lot of current and you're getting your bites when the bait's not moving, that thing will help because it will just hold it down on the bottom a little bit better for you. Um, I don't keep a lot of them. I probably only keep like three of them with me because it's, yeah. it's a very, very like, rare situation agree because uh, again folks we're, we're talking about a very versatile bait you can catch them on a cinco just about no matter what the condition is you know if they're going to bite the cinco i don't really think it they care which presentations it, it's going to be or how it's they just eat the cinco it's just yeah it's just a bait that works for sure for sure well, I guess let's, uh, we've mentioned Nico a couple times. Let's kind of move on to that. Like, uh, um, you know, uh, a Nico rig, basically you're putting some type of nail weight in the end of the stick bait. And then, you know, me personally, I put an O-ring on down towards that bottom third. And I'm using that VMC Nico hook. And um, I like using this in situations where it's rocky um because that nail weight will ding off the bottom mm-hmm. and kind of make some noise with that nail weight it makes that stick bait stand straight up and down on the bottom of the lake or river um i do use it in both situations lakes and rivers um and then i'm just like slowly dragging or small little hops yeah. as i'm working that back and um uh, you know, it's basically a wacky rig, but you got that nail weight on the end. And again, like uh, those nail weights, a um, bunch of different companies make them. You can get them in tungsten. You can get them in lead. 
me personally, I use a lot of the VMC ones that are actually lead. Um, just because, you know, if you're fishing the bottom like that, you're prone to get hung up. Lead's a little cheaper. Then again, the bonus of tungsten is, is it's a different noise uh, when it's dinging off those rocks or the bottom. And it's way more sensitive. You, you're sure. more likely to feel the dings and then with the lead, obviously. Um, for, for anybody that's just wondering, you know, Nico versus Wacky. So we said Wacky's bait horizontal hook through the middle facing up. Nico rig, if you pointed the the your stick bait straight down, you would put a single band, if you're using a band, single band down to that neutral area. And then you run that hook through that, not through the worm, but just through that uh, that band, and it keeps it facing down and the hook tip facing up. That's what you want is when there's tension on the line that the hook is facing the right direction. If if you put tension on the line, the hook's facing down. Flip your hook around because you're not going to hook them in the bottom lip like you are in the top of the mouth. You know it's a lot bonier sure. structure down there. Um, and then the nail weight he's talking about just goes directly in the butt end of the, uh, of the blood. Well, I wouldn't say the, the butt end. end. I would say Maybe the, the head, head end. end. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the fatter end. Yeah. The, the fatter of the two ends. Uh, like he said, but my favorites are actually the Z man. Um, they hold really good, obviously in their baits because it is virtually for any of you that are going the zinker route or using TRDs as stick baits you will not get any other company's nail weight in their worm because of that elastic it is a nightmare you will i mean you'll have that five inch worm collapse down to an inch and a quarter trying to get it to bust through those ridges to hold itself sure but uh i started using the z-man ones because it's got two little like blades basically like barbs that stick out on different parts of the nail weight um and I like to throw like a light nail weight. I just wanted enough to make sure it's turning the nose down and it's, you know, going down, wiggling the tail. Sure. Um, again, with the Elastec, you, that's going to basically th- give you very similar to like a shaky head or a Ned Rig on the bottom because it's going to float. Um, same as you, I like to do, uh, if it's a rocky area, I like to drag. Yeah. And then yeah. I'll hop in place or hop to me. Sure. Um, uh, just a little tip you can use if you're fishing shallow water and you don't need all, you know, a weight to really get it down there at any kind of time. Uh, I use finishing nails. I'll go get a box of yeah. finishing nails. I uh, can't remember the size that have a flat, nice flat head on it. You run one of those in the head and push it in past and squeeze it just to get the plastic to cover up that little nail. Yeah. That nail will not come out and you'll still get that same action. You won't get that bottom contact feeling or sound. So if that's the deal, yeah. you obviously want to go with a different nail weight. But if you're doing like I am most of the time, you're just trying to get it to go down, you know, nose first and give it that little wiggle on the way down. They work. Yep. Yeah. Usually that's like an eight or a 10 pen- penny nail. Yeah. You know, they not, you I mean, it's any not, hardware not store. Long. It's going to be a lot cheaper. Like if it's something you're not sure you want to fish and you want to like experiment a little bit cheaply, box of those nails is like three bucks, I think. Whereas you might spend like six on the nail weights, you know, and get four of them and you'll get 60 of these little nails. (laughs) Hundreds. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, and you yeah. can if you want if you needed to get a little deeper and you need a little more weight, I've stuck three of them in the end and just you know kind of around each other and the the heads of the nails just basically be overlapping. Sure, it works. I do the same thing. I've talked about it on this show actually. I do the same thing with a fluke. Yeah. To to get that fluke down, and again the this thing can be used as a soft plastic jerk bait. So that's another tip you can take with you. If you're going to sure. jerk bait it, put a little bit of a, like a nail weight or one of these little nails in there and it'll get it to dart just subsurface. Sure. And it looks like bait chasing, you know, little microbes and stuff. So right on, right on tips and tips. Well, I think too, like if you, when you're talking Nico rig, like Ned rig is almost the same exact thing. It's very, very similar. Good. Um, especially when you're talking about using the big TRD and the big TRD hooks, um, it, it's fish the same fashion. It's kind of doing the same thing. So, you know, maybe you're fishing an eco rig and, uh, one day and they're just hammering it another day. They're not try downsizing to a TRD. And sometimes that's when you'll get bit. They don't want that big of a worm or, you know, like Jimmy talked about in the beginning, you know, like you can get four inch, you can get three inch, you can get five inch, six, seven inch Sankos. I know some of the other brands are different sizes and stuff like that. But, um, you know, sometimes when they won't take that bigger worm, that four or five inch, you know, try downsizing to a TRD, um, you know, style Ned rig bait and, and, and in keep those your, places you would fish in Nico. Keep your spent Senkos. Because typically yeah. a Senko splits in the middle. Mm-hmm. You've either got basically a TRD end. Yep. Or like now you got almost a big TRD. You can still yeah. use it. Especially if you're going to swap it up and use it as a Nico. <coughs> or tie it on. I mean, even for that, sliding it on an Edrig, you know. Good point. Like I remember, uh, I think it was Sam Jones was like, dude, you should just save that and use that as a Ned rig. And I was like, light bulb, like kind of went on and I was like, Duh. dude, I, I'll give you it know? to him. It's, that's a Chad Hoover thing that a lot of us got from him is he, he would always keep his spent, uh, like your spent crawls and your spent stick baits and put them on jigs, do a jigging worm or sure stuff like that. That's where a lot of us got that from. I'll give him I'll give him that little little bit of love because I literally had thrown so many (laughs) like oh no it split through the top this bait is completely wasted and then I watched him cut that off and put it on a jig and I was like dummy yeah (laughs) all that money down the drain (laughs) could have reused it (laughs) right on right on uh what what other honorable mentions do you wanna mention as far as uh stick baits go man? Oh, here's something that we didn't hit on and not a lot of people are doing that uh, I've been playing with lately is tail spinners. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So for anybody that hasn't caught on on that, that basically is a it's a small Colorado Indiana blade, or Colorado right? blade because I have both. Um, and it works with the Z-Man ones. It works the same as their nail weight. It's got the same little barbed mm-hmm. post. And it goes in the butt end. So nail weight in the head end, spinner in the butt end. And it's really cool on a Nico or a weightless. Uh, So like, I don't think you could not do it a right way. Honestly, I've never thrown it just on a straight wacky rig. 
I usually Nico rig, throw the tail spinner on, or when it's Texas rig, throw the tail spinner on. And that's just water's a little dirtier. Same Looking concept a as flash. a spinner bait. Yeah, a little bit of flash. It's not crazy like a big spinner bait or, you know, vibrating jig. Nothing like that. It's just, and you can get them in gold and silver, and it's just this subtle. I mean, these things are, like, I'm pretty sure it's about the size of a dime, if that big. It's sure. a very small spinner. It doesn't add much weight at all, and it looks fantastic when you drop it through the water because I can say, uh, let's say you just don't have the money to be blowing on Senkos all the time, so you're throwing a, like a dinger or a sticko. The ones with less action, that will add action. You know, there is the downfall of they may not like that flash on a particular day, but that little tail spinner will just make that thing wiggle on the way down. You can swim it, you know, jig it. But there, nice. it's not, I'd seen them before and I've only recently started seeing people really start to use them and I finally found them somewhere local. So I picked them up and I can't say I've caught any more fish, but maybe I've caught fish where I wouldn't have without it. You know, it's hard to say. I haven't had that much time with it, but definitely a, a, something new for the stick bait world. That's nothing really news came to recently, I would say. Sure, 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 sure. What about um, uh, Carolina rig? You know, guys are using Senkos and some of the larger ones, right? Yeah, I've heard of guys doing it. Um, Carolina rig is so something that you mentioned earlier, talking about how like Nico is very close to Ned, which in my opinion, Ned's basically a shaky head that's smaller. You know, basically all this revolves around the world of the Texas rig and ways to change it up just slightly to make the pressured fish bite. Sure. And Carolina rig is a very, very effective bait for the same thing. If they're biting on a worm and it's getting tough, you can, you know, you put that four foot leader on there, whatever the big one ounce egg sinker, three, three quarter, whatever you're using. And all that's doing is it's keeping that bait way behind your weight. So it's basically the same thing as a weighted Texas rig, but just a lot of gap in between. Sure. And that weight keeps on the bottom, and that bait will bounce up off that structure and flutter. I love throwing them on rock, big rock piles, rocky bottoms, because you'll you'll feel that weight snag something. You'll pop it over, and you just know that that bait went up and then slowly fluttered down, went back sure. to the bottom, and that thing gets bit. I've never done it with a Senko, though. I've never thought about doing it. I've heard of people doing it. Yeah, and I, I always I throw the tiny brush hogs. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I know people put like weights and beads up there to kind of make a clacking noise and stuff like mm -hmm. that to to draw attention to it. So it's 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 interesting. It's just another type of rig. I think like you could do a whole show on Carolina rigs because there's so many different things you can do with it. Like you're talking about brush hogs, things like that, the way you rig it up, um, stuff like that. So I didn't want to go too deep into it. I've seen and heard of guys putting, um, you know, stick baits on uh, shaky heads like a Senko. Oh, yeah. Uh, sometimes you want a little fatter profile and a little less wiggle on the tail. You know, that's a good option. Um, stick baits on a jig, the jigging worm. Yep, 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 yep. I've done I've done a uh, a cut Cinco on a little my uh finesse ball jig. Yep. I couldn't tell you why that works, but shit it did. I don't know why. I'm like Well, I think that uh show I did with Sean, I um 
I was fishing a Kitek finesse jig and I had a TRD worm as a trailer, uh, just for a slim profile versus like doing a crawl pattern. And I caught a 25 and a half inch walleye. <laughs> so like, oh, that's awesome. yeah. <laughs> so, but like, that's the thing too. Like you could use those beat up Sankos, cut those up, throw them in as a jig trailer when you want a little slimmer profile. And if you, you know, don't want so, to do that, you can pulverize them in a, be- a f- food processor and you can sprinkle them on your popcorn, apparently. <laughs> Just the salt, bro. You'd have to melt. That's the so funny. Like, that's hilarious. That's what that <laughs> yeah. is. Well, and that's that's what really, I think, um, determines like the difference between all these stick baits, right, is how much salt they have in them. Um, you know, the less salt, the more durable they're going to be. But the fast, the the ones with less salt are going to be a lot stiffer, not as much action, things like that. Which some days is a good thing, some days it's a bad thing. You know, which so, is why, yeah. you know, going back to the beginning, if if you can, even if you're only taking one color, take two brands yeah. and make sure one is the Yamamoto. I'll be that confident. Take a Yamamoto and take a like a Ocho. You got one that can take a beating and one that moves very, very good. Yeah, I mean, I, I've told this story many times on many different podcasts. I was at uh, lacrosse uh, for like Trail Series Championship. I think it was like 2019. And Josh Stewart won like 60 grand that weekend. And I was like, dude, what were you throwing? That. What were you throwing? And he was like, wacky rig. And I was like, what color? And he looked at me like with a look of disgust and he's like, bro, there's only two colors, green pumpkin and black and blue. And like did a <laughs> mic drop and walked away. And I was like, oh shit. Like, like, like you know, but I, I would say like, if you wanted to, you know, have a good starting point, get those two colors, get some different hooks and just have fun. I mean, and that's the thing too, right? Like, whether it's wacky rig texas rig nico rig like they're gonna catch largemouth they're gonna catch smallmouth they're gonna catch small fish they're gonna catch giants like if you need a bait just to go have fun with it's definitely the bait for it exactly 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 you're going to catch everything you know the bluegill the red ear panfish catfish i all the drum which I hate that fish, but I've caught a lot of drum on a wacky rig. Old rubber lips. Golly, big stinkies, man. <laughs> yeah. I've caught uh, some drum on a stink, stick bait that I caught one here on a wheeler, and I've been catching smallmouth, and I got absolutely clobbered, and he was head shaking and ripping drag, and I was like, I just caught a 10-pound smallmouth on a wheeler. Like, yeah. And then I brought that big, ugly fish up, and I was so mad. <laughs> Like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess before uh, before we end this up, man, like, let's talk about uh, rods and line. Um, yeah. What are you typically throwing? So if I'm throwing the Texas rig, I'm throwing it on uh, a bait caster, uh, actually. Um, I don't really know why I prefer the Texas rig on that. Um, for me, I'm using... If I'm even if it's weightless, I'm using a Shimano DC, so it's real easy to throw that ultralight stuff okay. with a DC reel for everybody. That's probably 
you know, especially if you're just getting into it and you're not wanting to throw that kind of money, you know, uh, I would say my spinning setup would work for it. But uh, sure. if you are some bait casting, I'm throwing Texas rig stick baits, uh, depending on cover 12 to 17 pound line. I'm not afraid to go heavy on it because they, they're wow. going to eat it. Okay. They don't care about the line. If I'm fishing around a bunch of brush or something, I'll throw heavy line. Um, but gear ratio, I don't really think matters in, in with that bait, but a, a medium heavy rod. I can't remember what the tip. I like a lot of tip on it though. Sure. Um, I like to Get really be able to, tip. yeah, I like to be able to, I roll cast a lot and mm-hmm. I skip a lot. I like to be able to get the, 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 the uh, stick baits back in the crap. Sure. Um, and then if it's, you know, wacky Nico, wacky or Nico, I always throw that on spinning. Um, you know, like a seven, seven threes. I like seven, three, uh, medium Yep. with, uh, you know, 2,500 series reel, I use 10 to 20 pound power pro to uh 12 pound leader. Uh, I just, I think it's hard to beat braid to fluoro as far as sensitivity. And sometimes, you know, just like a Ned rig, the Nico is sometimes one of those things that you don't feel the bite. So you need every advantage to it that you can. So the tungsten weight's a great thing. And then the braid to fluoro or straight braid, you'll know, you'll have that little bit of, you know, contact feeling. But the, the biggest thing I would say for that is the rod. Um, mm-hmm. I like, I like a rod that bends a lot. I love a soft medium rod for throwing the wackies because I don't know I, w- with a lot of tip. And when you practice your casting, you can get like deadly accurate with it and throw it sure. in the little holes and some really sketchy situations. And that's where the fish are. And uh, most of them, like you buy a good rod, like I'll shout out, shout out mine, the Dobbins, uh, the Dobbins Fury or Sierra 704s, 703s. Um, They're soft, but they got a lot of backbone. You can, especially with you get that confident in your knot, you can bow up on that braid and you can get them to run out of there. See, I'm I'm, I'm very similar in the rod. Uh, I use a 7.2 medium spinning rod for for all the applications with the exception of uh shaky head and the ned rig ned rig i go a little lighter rod like a 610 uh medium medium light uh but uh i i use a douglas yeah yeah the babushka the one that sean lost we we should mention that on his show (laughs) on the bottom of the hollow thank you sean (laughs) yeah but uh no, for for like stick baits, I'm usually using a seven two, um, it's a seven two three or seven two four by Douglas in the LRS series spinning rod. It's got a cork grip, so um, line wise, I'm usually in, and I'm from the north, right? And that's one thing I thought of, like when you were talking about, like guys down south can get away with using heavier line we got a lot more clear water up north here exactly so like fish will get line shy so that's something to be conscious of like the lowest i'll go is six pound test but most of the time it's eight eight or ten um and i'll go as high as 12 and then i'll go down south and you know i'll fish the same way i do up here the biggest key with that is having your drag set right you know so that way it's like 
it's not going to rip drag by doing a hook set, but it'll rip drag when the fish wants to run and not just think and break the line, right. you know? So and just that's just a touch on the line thing for if there is people from the Southern States, you know, listening to this and think that the heavy line and line shyness is an issue. Go back and listen to the line episodes that we've done uh, on this show and on the final cast. And fluorocarbon technology is so much different. Like my my uh, seventeen and eighteen pound, it's still invisible in the water. It's sure the diameters sure. have came down so much that that's that's a reason I'm not I don't shy away from going heavy line. Is it's still basically invisible. See, and that's 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 a great point, right? Because like, uh, and that goes to you going braid to floral, and I'm a straight. So the line I use, and not everybody knows that it's a, it's P line floral clear. So it's a floral coated mono, basically. Yeah. And uh, and and I like that little bit of stretch um, that's in that line, but it's still thin thin enough and clear enough that uh you know you can get away with hiding uh especially up here north. but uh you you know that's a very very great point that you bring up jimmy like if you were you know going with the straight floral carbon like it's a thinner diameter it disappears in the water so you can that you know to uh to a seventeen twenty and not have to worry about it yeah, and um, I'll shout out. I, I'm not. I don't work with them, but I've went through a decent amount of different fluorocarbons and the Sunline FC Sniper. I was going to say, I, just, I know. I love that stuff. Of that stuff, yeah, yeah. It's starting to. They're starting to pull it off the shelves at a lot of the local shops. I've still got one place I can usually like bulk up on it, but it's great. Like I don't think it has like any stretch, which can be bad if you get like give them that little hero smack when you hook them. You know where you. Sure. You reel down, touch the water, and then and try to smack yourself in the back of the head. Right, like, right, right. You're going, you'll bust them. But I have very few line failures with that stuff. And if you, something I do, just again, we're getting a little off topic of stick baits, but line, we're talking about it. When you're shopping for line and you're worrying about that, if you're worrying about line shyness and visibility, take what brand you're thinking about going with. That way, go pick up the other brands weights and look at the diameters something that stuck out to me with sunline why i started to really dabble with the other lines they create is they were smaller diameter than everybody across the board for a long time and still really strong line so no i like it i like it yeah there's one rod i've been playing around with a little bit if i want a little bit more uh distance is a, a seven six medium uh that douglas makes in the x matrix series um, that's how, it's funny i've been doing the same thinking because I mean, with the dc reel on texas rig setup i can send it a, you know a mile sure but with the seven three the seven three or uh, the seven foot i just can't get the distance with it um but they're great for close skipping but I, i've been looking at some of the champion extremes from dobbins in the seven six to seven eight range that are mediums. Well, and two, right? Like again, noob show. Like if you're just getting into this, go buy any spinning rod combo for like sixty bucks in a medium, sixty to a hundred bucks. Um, I mean, I bought a quantum 
combo that I've had for years. And like I caught thousands of probably hundreds of thousands of fish, you know, all on that little, I think it was like $60 setup at Cabela's. Um, and I still love that rod, man. Like it was a one piece rod. You can get, man, I got one of those. Rod, like it doesn't matter. I've got one of those Walmart Daiwa specials over there. Oh, that, nice. That I think was like $35. Sure. It's a 1500 size reel. And it's basically like, if you can imagine an old ugly stick that's thick, but yeah, you yeah. can take it and you can whip it and hear the wind. Just sure. And sure, like, sure. and the tips going like, that is probably the greatest thing. If you're getting into this and let's say the wacky rig, Nico rig, stick bait, this is your like first experiences with a spinning reel. As far as like getting accurate, you get one of those with that crazy tip on it Yep. and It'll you will you learn. Oh man, I still have it. And like, if we go do like, I'm about to start putting it back in my truck. Cause I've made me like a waiting setup for like when I find a Creek after work. Sure. sure and sure. I just love throwing that thing because it's so much fun to, cause it will send it. I mean, it's only a six, six and it will send for some reason. I don't know what the deal is. I can throw a, a stick bait a mile with that thing. Well, that's the thing too, right? Like those cheaper rods, a little bit more whippy, like you, you fish, that right and then you're like all right now i want to invest some money into a little nicer rod a little nicer reel and you pick it up and it's like throwing darts at bullseyes man like it just yeah. comes so easy to you so i mean like that's the thing like we we've talked about like our favorite picks not saying that you have to go out and spend like two three hundred bucks on a combo like oh you no literally yeah. pick up like I'd go to Cabela's and pick up any spinning rod combo and I'd be totally happy with it to fish a stick bait for sure. Oh yeah. I, I was literally at Walmart like two days ago and they've got a bunch of fishing stuff like combos on sale out in the center aisles. And I picked one up. I, I pick it up. I don't even care what the reel does. I picked it up and did like this with the rod, the tip went to whipping and I was like, that'd be good for Senkos. <laughs> yeah. And then I looked at it, it was like twenty nine ninety nine. Yeah. I mean, I, if you buy it, advisory cut every bit of line that comes of it on it off yeah yeah because spool with some it's line. so garbage but yeah, yeah yeah even if you go buy walmart line it's better than the line that are on them because god knows how long that's been there how sure. hot it has been in a truck yeah like there's a lot of times if you take the plastic off one of those you can pull a line out and you can just pop it and it'll just break yeah so yeah i up. mean it, it's one of those things man like uh you know it you don't have to invest a huge amount of money like if you were talking about something like more specific like fishing jerk baits or something like that then i would say like yeah go invest some money in the in something good like that like like we said this is one of the most versatile baits out there and throw it, it on and, anything man and yeah. yeah absolutely absolutely and even a, a, a casting rod combo you know like you're talking about like if you were going to go throw a bait to like get familiarized with a casting rod, like the Senko is a good one because it's lightweight. So you kind of figure things out because throwing heavy baits on a, on a bait caster, super easy for the most part. Yeah. So if you can master, yeah. If you can master throwing a lighter bait on a bait caster, you're golden with any other bait you throw on there, you know? Yeah. So, and then again, like you can, I'll name some companies um, for people because there's a lot of people when you get in this, you don't want to buy the cheapest, but you want to get something decent. 
Yeah. Um, check out your academies, sportsmen's warehouses, places like that. 13 fishing. Um, yeah. Great. They're cheaper rods. Quantum, obviously. Lose. Um, lose. Shimano's got some uh, more budget-friendly yeah. stuff now that usually is a combo. Yeah. Um, if you want to get up to right around $100, Shimano SLX rods are fantastic. And the Dobbins Fury series, that's what like most of the people in, got into kayak fishing that I got into kayak fishing with. Sure. That's how I got on or got into Dobbins was everyone around here throws them because you can go get them for 99 to one night. I think they're 119 now for the Furies, sure. but I still have some of them. They're fantastic rods that'll last with you for a while and you can just move up from there. Well, even the, uh, bass pro pro qualifier series like jay randall s- still throws a, a a whole combo from them uh spinning rod combo in like you know 60 70 bucks and he beats the crap out of it and it still works to this day and he's had it for years you know he doesn't put a um, line on him but once every 10 years <laughs> <laughs> and we have to force him to do that but uh <laughs> Yeah, I mean, 100%, dude. Like, you know, if if you're new to this, probably if you have a spinning rod already, more than likely it's going to work for you. Oh, yeah. Unless I mean, I've like thrown them on crop, like the little bitty crappie ultralights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it may not be the best thing, but it'll work. Mm-hmm. And if anything, 100%. you're getting into it, you're needing confidence. Nothing is more fun than catching a one-pound bass on an ultralight setup. Oh, dude. It's oh, like man. catching Moby Dick. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, like it's sweet. It's sweet. Well, right on, man. Uh you got anything else that like we may have skipped or you want to add to this? No, I just get out there. If you're listening to this, you're obviously interested into you know, trying out the stick bait game. We've said it multiple times. You know, listen to some of the stuff that we've said, grab a couple packs of different style hooks grab you a couple of weights maybe grab you don't even have to do the nail weight thing you know if you sure you don't want to get into that yet but grab a couple of colors maybe a couple of sizes different style hooks just any spinning combo you got just get out there and try it um it's hot it's summer right now um when they get pressured sometimes that's when i go to it sometimes that's all they want it's just that's that stick bait sure absolutely absolutely yeah, man, totally agree. Um, yeah, just get out there, fish it. There's eight million videos on YouTube, like um, that you can go watch. Uh, along with, you know, feel free to reach out to Jimmy or I, uh, sure. any of the other paddle and fin hosts, and uh, we'd be more than happy to recommend some stuff to you. And like Jimmy said, we should put together some videos. I know we're gonna. I'll tell you what, just because I need, there. I need to get rid of some of this stuff. The first person that hits me up, I will send you a ridiculous care package of stick baits. I have got Man. like seven bags of various colors of stick baits that I will I will split up and I will send you like it'll probably be like two or three pounds of stick baits. There you go. Add first, Jimmy Skinner first, fishing. Jimmy Skinner fishing. First person to message me. <laughs> ding ding ding. That's what your phone's gonna do all tomorrow morning. Oh, ding, oh ding, I'll ding. add to it. I'll add to it. You have to follow me on Instagram. Oh, there you go. Jimmy doing the social media push. I like it. I like it. I like it. <laughs> Got to get a 2000, dude. <laughs> there you go. 
there you go. But uh, no, man, I think it's been great conversation. I think it's it's we we gave some depth, some generalization, and some great starting points. You know, for some of those that may be interested in throwing, or maybe you throw the wacky rig, but you're like, man, I don't know how to Texas rig or or Nico rig or something like. You know, check out some of the hooks and O rings and bands and things we talked about. You know, kind of look at your rod reel line setups as well and uh get dialed in so uh i'm gonna i'm gonna attempt this you ready oh i got it wrote down in case you screw it up <laughs> this has been another episode of the bass fishing for noob show bringing you the tips the tricks the tips the tricks nope you failed oh man it's been another great episode on the bass fishing for noobs podcast where we give you the techniques the tips the tricks to help you rip more lips I forgot the techniques part. That's my bad. I was close. I was close. Hi, you were. All right. Thanks, everybody. We'll uh, catch you next week. Uh, Sean may or may not be back. If not, we'll be filling in, and then uh, Sean will definitely be back after that. So hope you guys enjoyed this episode, and uh, we appreciate you all. We'll see you next time. Peace. Peace. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode here on Paddle and Finn. Be sure to drop a five-star rating, a thumbs up, or smash that subscribe button on any platform you're listening in on. Be sure to check us out on Waypoint TV, waypointtv.com. Make sure you sign up for the Fantasy Kayak Fishing League at paddleandfin.com forward slash fantasy. You could support this show through Patreon, patreon.com forward slash paddleandfin. Don't forget to check out the website, paddleandfin.com. Catch us on YouTube. If you got a question, comment, or want to see a future guest on the show, be sure to email us at paddleandfin at gmail.com. Shout out to our show supporters, Yak Gadget. You can check out all the fine kayak accessories at yakgadget.com. Pelican Professional. For all your cases, coolers, and lighting needs, go to pelican.com. Rocktown Adventures your midwest premier paddle sports destination go to rocktownadventures.com eastport marina the beautiful destination on dale hollow lake if you're looking for lodging kayaks kayak accessories or anything fishing related on the beautiful dale hollow lake go to eastport.info jig masters jigs when in doubt get the jig out go to jigmasters.com and fill your tackle boxes today